Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Allie, good morning and nice to be with you, sir. Hey, Dwayne, it's great to be with you as well. Always, always, always. Yeah, I look forward to our calls. You know, just number one, because you and I get to chat, and I always like talking to my good friends and getting motivated. But, I mean, it's just great to share and continually share. I mean, it's still this kind of iffy kind of time for the martial art industry, you know, and it's a kind of some people are claiming that they're doing amazing, better than ever before, while schools are still closing by, you know, left and right. So it's kind of yeah. kind of an interesting time. Yeah. No, it so, certainly uh, is. Yeah, we were chatting just a minute ago when we were talking about, like, leads, you know, and I know this is not mainly our talk, but we're going to do a talk that, uh, as, uh, you know, how to have an ELF business, ELF uh, business versus a half business, an HALF business, and uh, and you're, we'll let you introduce that in a second. But um. So, so let's just tell the listeners that you and I were just chatting behind the scenes about the struggles of trials, right? You know, people are making appointments. Um, some of them are signing up online, and then it's almost like it's almost like I, I, I've joked about this in the past. I used to get people that would sign up and buy my program for sixty nine bucks in the middle of the night, and the next morning I'd call them. And they're like, "Huh? What are you talking about? I never signed up." I'm like, "Yeah, you, yeah. you zipped your credit card." You literally wrote it out and filled it out and charged your card. You definitely did it. They're like, oh, I don't know. And I swear, I, they were up late at night drunk watching a Steven Seagal or Chuck Norris movie, and they don't. And they signed up and did the whole process, and then the next morning they don't remember it, or they were sleepwalking, you know, and they and they signed up on the Internet. So um, it's kind of funny. Like certain people go, no, we're not interested. I go, you just filled it out literally four minutes ago. How is it possible that you're not interested? You just filled the whole thing out. So uh, that's a weird dynamic, right? Do you have the same issue? Uh, Most definitely. And getting them to actually respond, um, you know, uh, even from a phone call. People don't pick up their phone anymore. Right. It's it's crazy. And, you know, the, you know funny, what I, the funny thing is, is I'll text them, uh, I'll call them, and then when I'm finished, I put them in an automation that will email and text, and then they'll text yeah. me back. And I'm like, I just called you. Right, right, exactly. You know, it's weird. I have to tell you, though, I've been super busy, and, and I say that in a great way because um, there's a lot of new blood coming in, and uh, it seems like this new group of people uh, they're almost like, you know, they're they're so different than, like, for example, my students that haven't come back. There are still people, like one or two people just the other day, two days ago, quit because they're still not comfortable with coming to class. Now, they're back at school, and they're doing half school in person, half school on, on virtual, um, but they're not com- caref- caref- uh, comfortable coming back to my school. And they're saying, now we'll try it in the fall, or we'll get back to you in the beginning of the year. We all know that. If they don't come, they're going to quit. They're never going to come back. So I, I tell them that. I type it to them and text them and say, listen, we we, we, we call it uh, breaks equals quits. So if you take a break, most likely you're going to quit. But the weird thing is the new people are so, like, send them in. No mask. I don't care. Have them grapple. Have them spit on each other. Like, they don't care. Yep. And they just want their kids out of the house, having a normal life. They, they realize in their thoughts, and most of the people I've talked to, are thinking like, hey, listen, this is not going to affect my child. You know, they're not going to get sick. The point zero zero one point whatever percent of the children that have gotten something from this, you know, so they're very open-minded to just coming in, and they're signing up. They're not, you know, they're doing my free-month trial, and they're converting like two, three weeks in. They're asking me because my my concept is 
fall in love. I call it the fall in love program. I say that to them. I'm like, I want you to fall in love. No gimmicks. If you fall in love with what we do, you're going to ask me to sign up. I'm not even going to ask you to sign up. I know you're going to ask me to sign up, and that's what's happening. I took away yeah. that whole entire sales process, and it's so much more easier and comfortable for me. You know, so yeah, no must, no fuss. You 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 love it. We want to, you know, if this is the right program. Great. If it isn't, you know, we'll refer you totally. to somebody else or send you on your way. You know. Yeah, and isn't that much better too? Like, you know, I've done this in the past where I've signed people up that were questionable and iffy, and they had an attitude. But I just went for the sign up anyway, and then I got them in my program, and I realized like I was tortured having them there. Like they were. They were just not a fit for my school. They had a bad attitude still that they had it on day one. Like just the other day, a lady signed up, and she was giving me a hard time on text messaging with scheduling. And then she set up an appointment. Reluctantly, she had an attitude. I knew it right from day one, and then she canceled her appointment. I said, I could tell. I knew it right from the beginning. So I'm like, you know what? I, I should have just went with my gut and said, maybe you're not the right fit if this is too difficult or too hard, and you're kind of giving me an attitude already. So – um, that was interesting. But you know what I'm doing, Dwayne, that's really working is that we're running ads just like you with Gus from Lead Hunter Media on Facebook. And every single person that clicks the ad and likes the ad, I'm immediately going into their profile. Like I see who likes it. I click on their profile, go to their profile, go to the messages, and I send them a message. I say, they haven't taken an action now. All they did was click like. They haven't clicked the ad and went over and filled out the form. So then I go into them, their personal message, and I say, I noticed, like, you took a step to like this page. Not sure if you're in our area or if you show any interest. And then I send them the link again for the free month on our website. And I've been getting a lot of people following up with that. And then I also said, if you want to stop in, and I've had the other day, we're not allowing people in the school. So, uh, you know, the parents, and they can't stay. But the other day, I looked down the hallway of my school, and I see three people standing there, a mom and a dad and a kid. And I'm like, oh, you guys are not really supposed to be in here. Well, can I help you? They're like, yeah, we were talking to you on via email and text message on Facebook. We just wanted to come and check you out. We were in the area. And they ended up signing up for the free month, so, so it's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm really pursuing people. I don't know if that's called uh, stalking these days, you know, whatever, but I'm on top of it. Well, I mean, it, it goes back to the fortune is in the follow-up, and that's what you're doing. And that's where we have to be careful um, when we're creating our elf business and right. uh, that we're that we're not um, lazy and thinking that technology is going to do everything because there is a personal touch that it has to has to happen from us or some sort of right. person inside of your business whether if it isn't you um, but uh, I, I want to quickly say that then this kind of goes right into what we're talking about today is that um, the concept of an elf business, easy, lucrative, and fun, as opposed to a half business, uh, which is uh, hard, annoying, lame, or frustrating, or even sometimes hard, annoying, lucrative, and frustrating. Uh, that concept right, right, right. came from a gentleman called, uh, his name is Joe Polish. Uh, he owns uh, Piranha Marketing. He also owns I Love, uh, uh, I Love Marketing. But anyways, he... Uh, he was a, 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 a carpet cleaner. I'm getting some feedback. Are you uh, – you have a... – I'm, I'm actually muted, so isn't that weird? Okay. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, he he uh, was a carpet cleaner, and uh, he started – you know, he was, uh, you know, getting into 
uh, Dan Kennedy's material, you know, I'm learning how to copyright and, 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 you know, do copywriting and those type of things. Uh, and, 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 and eventually, uh, did, uh, different things. One of them was, you know, he came up with the, the, the manual on how to choose the right carpet cleaner, you know, type thing. He did the 1-800 numbers, uh, to, you know, call and get your free manual, you know, on how to, you know, free report and how to choose a car- the right carpet cleaner for you and all these separate th- other things. So much so that he has evolved his business into a multi-million dollar coaching business. Uh, you know, started out with Piranha Marketing and then I love marketing and, 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 and what have you. But anyways, his concept is having an elf business, an easy, lucrative and fun business as opposed to a half, half business. And, um, I like how simplistic that is. And I probably was introduced to him maybe 12, 12 or, or 13 years ago, maybe even 14 years ago by name, by a guy named, um, uh, like Alex Mandosian, because him and Alex Mandosian oh, yeah. put together uh, this uh, teleseminar course. And I don't know if, you yeah. know if you remember way back in the day when I was doing teleseminars, I interviewed you. This is when we first got together, like first started to know yeah. each other. I interviewed for, for uh, a teleseminar series that I was doing. Um, right. Way back in the day. So anyway, yeah. that's how I was introduced to Joe Polish and the idea of Elf uh for 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 your business and and i and i think it's important for us to for our own sanity to really pare things down to have an elf business to decide what is the most what are, what are the the highest leverage things that i need to be doing in my business that is going to bring me the results that i want with the least amount of frustration um heartache uh hard work not not to say that we don't work hard but Sometimes, you know, we can fool ourselves and think that activity is accomplishment, right? We've all done that, still do that from time to time. I really have to put what I'm doing through the filter of that ELF concept. You know, is, is, is this going to be so big and so um, annoying and frustrating that it's not going to give me the results that I want? Or, or maybe it does give me the results that I want, but it's still, you know, uh, uh, annoying, uh, and and right, therefore, right. I'm not going to continue to do it. Does that kind of make sense? It totally does. And it reminds me a lot of like what, you know, when people say, you know, do you, you know, people will say, oh, I can't stand my job. I hate, and if they work for someone, I hate my boss. I hate my job. I hate the company. Um, and they're always looking for a new way out, a new mousetrap, something different to do. And, and um, you know, but, uh if you're frustrated with what you do, you can always choose to change it. And then while running a business, um, you know, I love the whole entire thing with the whole elf business mentality where it's easy, right? You know, you everything doesn't have to be hard. You know, it, it, you can work hard. Like my teacher from Japan used to say stuff like, uh, is it a good tired or a bad tired? And, you know, he meant like a good tired is when you worked hard and you were happy and you come home and you're happy. Um, but a bad tired is where you're frustrated and angry and exhausted and you just didn't enjoy yourself and it's not the lifestyle that you want. And um, there's no no choice, uh, you know, uh, I mean, no no sense in working in a business where you're miserable, right, and having a company that way. Yeah, and, you know, look, uh, part of um, creating an elf business is knowing what your strengths are um, and then what your weaknesses are. And right. um, 
a lot of people will tell you, all right, now you need to focus on your weaknesses or they become strengths. And uh, I, 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 this is not my phrase, but a, a, a gentleman who runs a strategic coach by the name of Dan Sullivan, you know, he talks about that, you know, if you focus in on your, your weaknesses, by the end of your life, you, you've got a lot of strong weaknesses or stronger weaknesses. Um, and what he talks about is, you know, to focus in on your strengths and find people or um, find uh, technology that can strengthen or take the place of where your weaknesses are. And so part of that is, for all of us, part of our weakness, we talked about the fortune is in the follow-up, part of our weakness is following up on people. Um, I don't think any of us got in the business to uh, do sales, to, you know, repeatedly make points of contact with individuals over and over and over again. You know, what did we what did we want to do? We wanted to get out on that floor. We wanted to teach. We wanted to interact. You know, our passion was in the art or in the arts, whatever it is. And so, you know, I'm thankful, and so are you, but I'm thankful for, you know, one of our sponsors, Spark Membership, right, who, yeah, you know, the creator, uh, Chung Park and, and, and or Grandmaster Chung Park and, and Ron Sell, they forward thought about the uh, frustrations that we as martial arts school owners have, and they've come up with the follow-ups uh, inside of Spark. You know, with, yeah. with regards to Ignite, you know, the, the, the piece inside of Spark Ignite. And, and you know, even – even the follow-ups of, you know, texting them the day before to remind them, texting them the day of to remind them, offering yeah. the opportunity to reschedule. Uh, if they don't show up, you can click a, click a button and say that they missed that, that you know, their appointment, and then there's follow-ups from there. Um, you know, that's how you make your business an elf business, an easy, lucrative, and fun business. It's not to say that you can't, you, you shouldn't monitor what's going on, um, you should, but that's one way that you create an elf business. The other way is, you know, on your front end, getting leads in, hiring Gus Lopez as a, you know, uh, with Lead Hunter Media so that he's doing the hard work with regards to your Facebook advertising. Unless you want to spend hours and hours and hours learning how to do Facebook. I just, I did that before. I did that years ago. And Facebook has changed so much that I decided I, I don't want to do this crap anymore. Yeah. I need somebody to who is in it, who likes doing it, because I don't even like doing it. Um, right. I do that. That's another way that you make your uh, business elf, easy, lucrative, and fun. I This concept was even in, in how I wanted to schedule my classes, having every Saturday and Sunday off, uh, working basically Monday through Thursday. My Friday nights are just private lessons. Um and, you know, for me, I don't even have to be here on Friday nights. So I'm here Monday through Thursday night. Or, yeah, right. Monday through Thursday night. So that's that makes it much more fun, much more easy easy to do, you know, that type of thing. Well, you know what? If I can add some insight, too, into this with um, with the whole entire COVID thing, I think there was a rediscovery for many people. Like, even now um, – people have found that their priorities have changed because they were brought back to this very dumbed down or very thinned out um, way of living where 
you know, you couldn't go to a restaurant, you couldn't go to a movie, you couldn't run around town. So they stuck in the back in their homes, and they found ways to have fun, more family time, more time, you know, doing things together, like playing games and um, puzzles and all sorts of things, walking the neighborhoods by themselves together as a family. And they started to reconnect with that family vibe. That's the positive thing that I think came out of COVID, right? In fact, it kind of gave us a priority check, you know, to kind of say, like, what's really important? And um, even for me, you know, when I came back and I opened my school, this is our ninth week, I think, somewhere around there. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at it going like, hey, I used to do a leadership team, and I was doing it four days a month every Saturday. And I said, you know what, I'm going to just do it two days a month and then do two every Saturday morning and then another two days during the week. Whenever a student shows up for their class, we're going to help them with the leadership team. Now, of course, I ran into struggle, and half my leadership team members quit um, because I was charging, and get this way, 50 bucks a month for four times a week. And um, they're like, oh, we're only going to get two? I said, no, you're going to get two Saturdays, but you're going to get many other days during the week. And they looked at it like I was taking something away. So they said, ah, well, we don't want to continue. And I said, that's totally fine. I understand. I mean, we're all prioritizing. I'm changing the structure of things. So I, I'm looking at it like that's two Saturdays a month that I don't have to get up at 7 a.m. I could get up at, you know, uh, 8.30 and then get to my school. You know, so we all change our priorities, and we want to work on having it. You know, our business, and my friend John Oshlag always used to say, this is your home, right? Your dojo is your home away from home. Your school is your home away from home. You want to be in your happy place. You've said this before as well. You know, this has to be our happy place. So if we're going there and we're not happy, then we need to either, number one, change things, or two, restructure, change things, or three, do something differently. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, uh, a few school owners, and then uh, one of them, obviously, like Adam Lux, you know, a, a client of yours, you know, he restructured with regards to, um, you know, charging an exorbitant amount of money and only wanting yeah. people that can pay that uh, pay that price. Um, and, you know, I don't know what he's found, but I'm sure he's found he's had less headaches with those people. Uh, than, than, you know, the normal priced people, quote, unquote. Well, he's certainly making way more money for a less amount of people, right, so that obviously there's less stress. I don't know if Adam himself would ever be totally stress-free. That's just not his nature. Adam loves to be stressed. Like, he's always like, you know, that, that proverbial black cloud at times, but uh, he's funny with that stuff. So um, anyway, I, I think, though, that for me, I, I really like my business now, and I'm also, I'm in the, but right now, at this present time, I'm doing only classes at my one location. Like, I could be at both locations and split myself and divide myself and maybe have three people here, 10, 15 people there. And, but now I bring them all to the one location. Parents are not entirely happy because they, some of them have to travel. And get this, it's, it's very inconvenient, an additional 12 minutes um, to my school. Um, the other school, if they came from my West Isaac location. But you know what? I mean... Either they, they do it or they don't, and I'm not going to allow people to dictate it because if I do, and I know this for a fact, I might keep them happy temporarily, and I might bend over backwards and jump through hoops of fire to make sure that they're happy. However, um, they could quit at any given time, and I've, I've altered my lifestyle for, for, to keep these few people happy when um, potentially they could quit on me, you know, six, eight months down the road with no, I'm sorry, we're going to miss you. You know, we just decided, this is how I just got it for a family of two kids who I adore. And the family is a great family. And the mom was like, 
yeah, we decided that we're not going to continue. Just like that, they're out of my life. I, I, I like these kids. I've grown attached to these kids. I enjoy them. You know, we have fun names and joke, and, you know, they have nicknames. And, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're no longer going to continue. So it's like we become attached, and then we all of a sudden feel the pain when a parent, it's a, it's a calculated decision. So I agree with this whole entire concept, easy, lucrative. And, and the most important thing, we have to have fun. We have to enjoy it. Yeah. So many instructors are miserable. Like they're just not, you know, they're, they're broke. They're not making money. The parents are driving them crazy. They have kids like we were filled with kids with ADD and autism. Um, not that we don't want to help kids like that, but we also have to make sure that we have the kids who don't have any issues um, they're not being affected by the kids that do. So we have to be very selective of what we're doing in our schools as well and make our lives well, fun. We also need to understand what we're equipped to do and what we're not equipped to do. You know, uh, when I first got into this, I thought that I could help everybody and anyone. wouldn't matter. You know, Mr. Brummett can do it all. Um, and now over time I've realized that, you know what, Mr. Brummett can't do it all. Um, and it's okay to say, you know, look, I, I don't know that I'm equipped to service your child. Right, right. And and you know what? That's true, though, because I also believe that, Dwayne. Like, no, 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 we could fit and help and fix anybody. But um, sometimes, you know, hey, listen, and we probably could if they lived with us and they were with us all the time because we have a different yeah, way of parenting. Um, but we're only like one small percentage, you know, three hours a week out of 168-hour work week, which 168-hour week, we're probably like 60 hours a week. The person that we're trying to teach is being undermined by a different kind of personality, parents that have opposing um, uh, uh, situations where they raise their kids differently and so on. Yeah, so um, that goes back to uh, a podcast that we did probably a couple of years ago with regards to having rules for your uh, rules for your business. And you know, if, if if the listeners have not heard that, I would go to schoolownertalk.com and in the search bar type in rules for your business, um, or even type in the word rules, and then and then listen to that podcast. I, I just don't remember what number it was, but I would uh, I would encourage you to do that because that's going to help to define uh, your business and make things easy. Um, when you have these rules established for your business, it's going to make it a whole bunch easier uh, uh, for them, uh, if that makes sense. It totally does. I mean, you and I, I think, honestly, I think one of the interviews that you did with me back way back when was from my book, um, you know, uh, 101, uh, The Martial Arts Business 101, you asked me about and interviewed me about rules. And quite often, school owners have these kind of flexible style rules where, you know, I'll give a discount to whoever I feel like it. I'll give a discount to the third member on this one, the fourth member on the next one. And they don't really have any standards or rules, you know. And uh, I don't mean necessarily rules like you have to wear a certain uniform or you have to do a certain thing. Um, although those are important as well, because if we're if we're the type of martial art that claims to be a discipline, to teach self-discipline and and to discipline, um, and we don't follow the rules and we let people get away with murder, we end up we end up getting in trouble. So we have to have rules, not only for for our school and the, the way classes are run, but for our our businesses as well. Yes. So I just looked it up. All right, this is how fast time flies. Uh, it's 
episode number 62, are you using these rules to run your school? Um, wow. We, we, we did that back on October 20th of 2015. Wow, man. That's amazing. Five years I'm, ago. Yes. So I, almost to yeah. date, almost to date, because you know it's almost October. Right, right. We might want to revitalize that and do another one in October on the same same week, so that we can kind of <laughs> revitalize the rules. Because I I agree, like you know what, um, rules are everything, and especially running a company. You know, if someone says I want my money back because I took off for the for a vacation in the summer. And some people you do with, some people you don't. You should have a policy in effect that says, no, this is what we do. We still bill you even though you're away. And if you show me that you have proof that you're away for a week, we may give you a credit back or or whatever. Or you may not. You know, people don't get credit back from the gym if they take off for the month of the summer. So, I mean, I'm not sure why we would do it either. Um, if people can't make it, that's their own issue. If they decided to go to Spain and France, that's their own issue. You know, we can't. You yeah. can't create that and give deals back. I used to have a client out of Colorado, and they had a vacation log. And um, and he showed it to me one time. And when people took off for, like, two days, they couldn't make it on a Wednesday and a Friday, they'd write it in because they would bank their credits of what they missed. And at the end of the contract period, he'd end up giving two months here, three months there. I'm like, you are losing a fortune by doing this. He said, I yeah. recommend it. And I said, you have to take your vacation book and toss it in the trash. It's not your fault if Mrs. Smith didn't want to come. Of course, they're going to tell you um, they weren't feeling well or they had something else, but maybe Johnny was playing with his friend at a play date, you know. Um, you have your dojo. You're open. You have to stay open and pay your rent. They need. They join. If they don't make it to class for a month, two months, three months, that's their own issues. We can't yeah. force them to come, right? The rules are yeah. essential. So what is the concept, so, though, of, like, a half business? Are you ready? Do you want to go into it a little bit more? Or? No, 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 that's fine. Yeah, half business, hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating. Or in some cases, hard, annoying, lucrative, and frustrating. Because you can have a lucrative business, but it is annoying. It's, it's you know, hard, and it's frustrating. Uh, but you're making a lot of money, but yet you're still not happy. And so right. um, I would I would say, you know, Gosh, whatever whatever is frustrating you in your business, you need to take a hard look at. And Absolutely. what you might what you might find is that you going back to the rules thing, you might not have established rules that would uh, nip that in the bud. Um, mm-hmm. Rules for you know your clients, but then also rules for your employees. And you know what I've found over the years uh, is it's not pleasant to fire anybody. Um, uh, Dan Kennedy talks about this. You know, when you finally fire somebody, uh, you know, the whole office staff knew that you should have fired them six months before you ever did it. Oh, the worst is when and they so, all tell you, and even like family, even like parents go, oh, I wish you would have gotten rid of them sooner, or they were ripping you off like this, or they were saying negative things like that. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that two years ago when they started it? You know, like, so you're right. So, you know, part of that is the rules that you, you, you decide to have for your business. The other thing is this, and, and again, I go back to Dan Sullivan. I, I, uh, he he uh, is the, um, the founder of uh, Strategic Coach. Uh, you know, he talks about, he, in, in one of his seminars, he asked these entrepreneurs, he said, hey, guys, he said, by a show of hands, who's ever fired somebody because they just annoyed you and frustrated you to death? You know, and everybody in the room raised their hand, right? 
And then he said, okay, so how many of you guys uh, then in turn hired somebody else and then fired that person for almost the same reasons, if not similar reasons, you know, and half them, half if not three-fourths raised their hand. And he goes, did it ever occur to you that you should make a list of the things, you know, the top three or four things that just annoy the heck out of you? And then when you hire somebody, say, hey, don't ever do these four things. And, like, nobody raised their hand. And, and so I, I did that. I told my staff, these are yeah. the four things that don't you ever do because they totally piss me off, you know. Yeah. Um, now, be it my insecurities, be it my whatever it is, these things just frustrate me. One is when you don't show up to work on time. That absolutely frustrates me. That That is unacceptable, and you can't do it. Another one is using the term my bad. Rather than saying I'm sorry or I apologize or will you forgive me, my bad. Don't you ever use my bad with me. Cannot stand it. I hate right? I hate that. Can't stand it either. Yes. Yes. The other thing I do not like is when I know that I see that you saw uh, the problem or saw the situation and you did nothing to try to solve it. I would rather you do the wrong thing and try to solve it than to look at it and go, uh, not my problem. You know, so anyways, going back to that, uh, you know, the, the idea is that you want to have the rules for your business. You want to, as yourself, the three, four, five things that just absolutely drive you nuts and tell your employees that, tell your new hires that. Um, it's going to yeah. make it a whole bunch easier. And then, you know, um, uh, the other thing alongside of that is, you know, having to find out what, what annoys and frustrates them so that you're not doing that either, you know, yeah. within reason, obviously, because if they say, well, you know, when you interrupt me and I'm, I'm busy working on the computer and you interrupt me to, uh, to tell me that I need to do X, Y, or Z, or you asking me a question, uh, well, that's a little different because you're here to support my role. I'm not right. here to support your role. That's why I hired right. you. You're here to support my role. So you will quickly find out if they're the right person, you know, because if they right. can't take interruptions and you need to interrupt them from time to time, you, you see where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. That's super important. When I um, when I was, you know, at the peak of my career, when I was, like, you know, wanting to have, you know, two, multiple schools and all these employees, I actually had a personality profile done of myself. I did it through that DISC. D-I-S-C, yep. you know, to, to learn my personality and who I am. And then I developed what was called a two-minute snapshot. And I literally, my personality profile, and I could hand it to the employees. So when I onboarded them, I gave them a copy of what I like and what I don't like and how I listen best and how I work best with my employees. And, um, you know, then they had no excuse if they didn't understand me. You know, and I'm, I'm a big two-minute snapshot kind of guy. I don't want them to go into this big, long, like, get to the point get it done and let's move on. Like, I don't want to hear the whole entire story rehashed. And, and uh, you're right, though. I mean, you you got to be able to understand who you are and what you want and how you work. So those are part of those rules, too, right? Yeah. And so uh, you take a look at your business and decide what uh, is hard, what's annoying, what's lame, what's frustrating, and then take a hard look at that and decide how you can fix it. 
um, so that right. it's not an issue anymore um, for your business. And and you might find though that you in some of the instances you might be the problem. Right. If that makes sense, you know. And yeah. then you've got to you've got to come to the conclusion. Okay, how do I solve? If I'm the problem, if it's my fault, how do I solve this? Um, and it could be as simple as buying a product. It could be as simple um, as you know getting a, a coach to coach you in that area. You know, I've had uh, coaches inside of the martial arts industry. I've and had coaches you know, you outside of the martial them. arts industry, um, you know, and it all depends on, you know, what it is that I need, what problems I need solved at that time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to, uh, I forget the name of the company. Oh, it was called TAB, the Alternate Business uh, Group, and it was a group that I would meet once a month, pay a ton of money to do it, and then I would meet with like-minded peers at my income level and then uh, not necessarily in the business. Some of them were cabinet makers. Some of them were this and that, all different types of businesses. And we would kind of work on each other's businesses together. Um, however, I was frustrated with that group too because they were at the same level as me financially and mentally. I wanted to be in the group with the people who could bring me to the next level. Like this was good at maintaining sure. that level. So you have to always be honest with yourself on your flaws and the things you need to work on and, um, you know, what you can do better at. And, um, you know, listen, sometimes it's hard as an owner. You have an ego and you're the boss and you own the company and no one else is supposed to be better or know better than you when, quite frankly, there are a lot of really great people that you could source from that maybe work with you or parents that, you know, in the school or students that could possibly help or give you advice and so on. So don't be afraid to ask for help and look for advice. So, yeah, that's that's very true. I like I love the concept of the uh, you know the easy, lucrative, and fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I like the concept too of understanding you know the hard a business that's difficult. Sometimes it's not necessarily difficult physically, but it's difficult because when you're annoyed, the hard and annoying or lame um, and frustrating, those three last things make it twice as hard, ten times harder, right? So if you're not enjoying what you're doing, it's a drain to go to work and do your job properly. So I think sometimes we have to look at what we're doing and maybe like the COVID did for families, I mean, maybe reassess how we run our school so that we can love what we do on a day-to-day basis. Because I bet you, if you're a happier, more fulfilled person, you'll probably be a, be a better business owner and more successful because people will see that about you. Not necessarily yeah. the business systems or the way you market or the way... Like, if they see you and you're an awesome teacher and people love you and you get great results and your students are talking highly about you, that's the best marketing that you're ever going to have. They're going to love your school and love your business. You're going to be busting at the seams, hopefully. Right. And, you know, uh, part so – it, and, and it goes back to what you had brought up that I say that this is my happy house. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and if you're not happy – my my saying is this is my happy house and if and if you're not happy I'm not the one that's leaving and right. we have to even look at that too so individuals whether it be um, whether it be employees or whether it be in students or parents we have to look at that and make the best decision that we possibly can uh, if if you if you've got to get rid of somebody or sometimes it's just it's just a uh, you know sitting down like with your with your staff, it could be, if it's a person in your staff, it could be just sitting down and, and, and understanding why this is happening 
uh, why they're frustrated or what's going on and see if it's an educational problem and it's an informational right. problem first. So you take ownership of that and go, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask all the right questions. I'm gonna find out what's going on. Maybe it's a training issue. At some point, it'll show whether it's a training issue or not. With regards to your, uh, students and or parents, it could be a communication problem. Um, and then so you've got to flesh that out before you just up and fire somebody, you know, as your, as your student. Um, and you gotta flesh that out. But, but at some point, you will figure out whether it is a communication issue, understanding issue, um, and or it's just it's a personality issue and you can't deal uh, and work with that individual and you have to let them go right. respectfully, obviously. You know, I remember the first time I fired one of my uh, uh, clients and I just said, you know, look, Mrs. Jones, uh, you know, I can long, no longer service you or your family. And she looked at me and she said, what? I said, I can no longer service you or your family. I was scared when I did it. I said, yeah. I can no longer service you or your family. She said, are you kicking us out? I said, I can no longer service you or your family. <laughs> like, I repeated that four or five times, and then she stomped out of my office and took her kid and left. Well, you know what? Inevitably, every person that I've ever nurtured and dealt with, and when I say nurtured, the real term should be dealt with their crap, Right. And um, every time I've done that and let it happen, can, for, because in my mind I'm a sensei, I'm trying to help the kid, you know, or I'm trying to help the kid even if the parent is a jerk. It's not about the parent. It's about the kid. However, um, I've had so many people, like I had one lady who tortured me for years, and I did whatever I can. She had issues. She had this. And some days she was nice, and I liked her, and other days I couldn't stand her. And then finally, I was with Carrie Tagawa, movie star and actor who was in Mortal Kombat and 150 other films and TV shows. And he was hanging out at my house visiting. And um, he heard me on the phone with this person. He says, you know what? You need to get rid of them. They're, they're a disease. And I'm like, what? He says, yeah, you should not tolerate that behavior. And you need to fire them. And I was like, wow, from an outsider's point of view, in seconds he knew that I was dealing with something that shouldn't be dealt with. And I finally got rid of that client. And believe it or not, I, when, I, when people found out, it was like a slow applause started in my lobby, and then they started to get louder and loud. And people literally stood up and said, thank God. You know, they were, I lost more students because of her, because people didn't want to be around her or around the school and the environment, than I saved by trying to save her and help her. And um, sometimes we have to look at that because, you know, if, I always say if you have to say to the same kid 20 times in a class, don't do this. Joey, stop doing that. Joey, stand up straight. And all your focus is on them, even though a few parents might go, oh, well, look how nice she and Allie is being to try to help that one poor boy to be a better kid. The other 20 parents are saying, my kid's not getting the attention that I'm paying for, and I'm not happy right. about this. So yeah. we, we have to watch that we're not shooting ourselves in the foot by tolerating this behavior. And... um I had that with another kid who was semi-autistic, uh, you know, on the spectrum autistic, and he'd have violent outbursts. And many parents didn't want to bring their kids. They would, I, they would come to me and go, what days does Tommy come on? And uh, I'd go, why do you want to know? They wanted to know so they could bring their kids on alternate days because they were afraid that their kids were going to get hurt or see this behavior and so on. So um, eventually that person left because they got a better deal for $5 cheaper. She said to me, well, if you don't give it to me for $5 less, I'm going to go somewhere else. And I was like, oh, no, 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 please do that. Thank you. And then they went somewhere else, and I heard that school hated me for it because, yeah. because they, they left and came there, and they should have stayed with me kind of thing. You know, 
Yeah, yeah well, yeah, they should have so, fired them anyway. So, yeah, yeah exactly. the other thing that goes, the other thing uh, that I wanted to, 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 to bring up is that what, uh, what else helps your system or your, uh, I just gave it away, your, your business to be elf is systems. So right. when you have something that is reoccurring that you're going to do every single time in your business, so for instance, the onboarding process, when somebody comes in for their first class, actually even before that, but let's just take that. Right. Somebody comes in for their first class, you know, these are the 12 things that need to happen. These are the five follow-ups that need to happen. Whatever it is, that needs to be uh, written out and then put into some sort of system, uh, whether it's a paper system, whether it's uh, an automated system, whether it's a combination of both, um, right. you know, from videos to text to, to whatever it is, that's going to help make your, your business much more easy uh, or much easier, much uh, more lucrative, a lot more fun because it's going to relieve the right. stress of what's going on. Yeah. And so anytime that you in your business come to a constraint, a bottleneck, you want to examine that constraint, that bottleneck, ask the questions, you know, not only how do I solve this problem, but what occurred or what is occurring to make this a constraint? Because, like, I'll give you, for instance, there was a, a, a problem here at the studio. Um, I kind of knew what I, I wanted to do to solve the problem, but I asked one of my instructors. And I said, you know, Mr. Kent, how, how do you think we should solve this problem? And he immediately came back with a wonderful answer. A great answer, but the problem with the answer was that it would only solve the problem immediately and right. just with that one situation. I said, you know, look, I, I, I like that you came up with that answer. I, I, the answer is really good, but I said, here's the problem that you're not seeing. And so I opened up the curtain to the back end, to two years down the road, to totality, how I'm looking at the whole business, not just this one little part. And he goes, oh, I didn't think of all that. I said, yeah, so w when when you're looking to solve the problems in your business, it's not just, well, I need to solve it. What, what actually happened to create that problem? And how can I um, not have that ever happen again? Yeah. And it be congruent for the rest of the duration of the business, right? So they can be, yeah. you know, hopefully long-serving, not just immediate-serving. And so in your business, when that happens, you need to, uh, you know, examine those things because then it's going to make your business a lot more easy uh, or a lot easier, a lot more lucrative, and a lot more fun in the end. And, and then, you know, moving through different aspects of the business. Everybody, I would think, you know, you, you have your basic program. Um, you know, in your selling of your program, you just talked about this. And I've done this for years. I'm more of a takeaway seller. You know, it's like I'm going to sit down and meet with you. you. You either want it or you don't want it. And if you want it, we'll get you registered. And if you don't want it, then we're going to part as friends. And that's actually uh, in one of the videos that I send, you know, with regards to the, uh, the prompting before they, they do their enrollment conference. It basically right. says this is the price of our program. I understand that our program is not for everybody, uh, but if it is right for you, that's when we're going to, you know, register you for the program. Obviously, you can ask any additional questions that you have, 
um, you know, and I can answer them in person at that time. But, that, you know, so come to the enrollment conference with, you know, all your questions. Uh, come with your debit or credit card. Come with, you know, and so I'm uh, uh, overcoming all of those things so they can walk in. And, yeah, do I have sometimes they go, well, uh, we still need to discuss it, you know. But I have that less and fewer and fewer now right. because of what I've set up. And then, you know, going into upgrades, you, you, you should make it as easy uh, to do an upgrade as possible um, right. and, and automate that as much as you can. There, there isn't things you can automate. There's, you know, there's human things that you have to do. But that should be easy as well um, in, in, in that process. In fact, if it's done right, you should have people, like just the other night I had uh, a yellow belt. So they've only been with me for six months. The, the parent came up and said, hey, how, how does my kid get into leadership? Like, they're asking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what you want. You want it so ingrained into your, your the, the, um, the DNA of your, of your school that you have people asking you, hey, how can my kid do that? You know, that yeah. type of thing. And then you make it easy for them, you know, uh, and, yeah. and, 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 and moving forward. I think that uh, um, if I could go back in time, the one thing that I absolutely know that I should have done or if I could have done better, would have made me even better off today, that would have been to learn to communicate. And then when I say communicate, I think that even though I had a mentality back in the day when I had, you know, 1,200 students in six schools across Long Island and then schools all over the world, if I communicated then like I do now, it would have been an unbelievably different world today, right, financially, you know, mentally, spiritually, because um, – I think that we forget that people all communicate differently, right? And we, certain people, just to throw it out there for the listeners, some people might like email. Some people might like text messages. Some people might hate both of those. Some people might like, you know, in-face communication. Some people might like a phone call or hate all of those, right? you got to find out what people like and what they communicate on. And I'm finding, too, that I'm having a harder time with the written word being misunderstood. Um, so I, it's so like the, the, um, aptitude to understand the English language for what it's meant to be like, you know, uh, that's fine. And like people are like, why, what did I say wrong? I'm like, I don't, I don't understand the question. And I'm like, you know, you said that's fine. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It's okay. Everything is great. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you were mad at me because you said fine, because when people say fine, they're upset and they're just agreeing because they have to. Like, there's so many ways that people misunderstand. Like, I even have to almost say things twice in two different ways on a text message so oh people gosh, understand. Yes. Like, there are no classes this Monday because our Black Belt Club classes are canceled. But only all regular classes are canceled. Only this Monday. And I got, like, 20 texts that said, is that from now on? And I'm like, did you read that? Like, did you see? I mean, I said it twice, but they still that Either they're only reading a portion or they read it real quickly, or they read it and they didn't comprehend it, or it didn't connect with them. So it's hard sometimes. We don't realize that communication is such a big thing this, in this day and age. Um, and uh, we have to really work on that. So I would have communicated better. And to couple that with attention span being so... Uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, less and less. And yeah. It, people are not reading... Yeah. Every word. Right. At all. 
and and they choose to read what they want. Even if you write, like I've been saying this now for net, for probably like, geez, it's got to be almost a year that I've had the app with Spark, right? They have the phone app. It's amazing, their app. I mean, it's the greatest way to communicate. I can send out push notifications and so on. And uh, I said to the other day, yes, just Tuesday, no, Wednesday, I'm sorry, Monday of this week, I said, uh, did you guys get my push notifications on the classes? Oh, that's what that is? Like, yeah, it, it says it, like, read it. If you actually just opened it up and read it. But uh, maybe it's getting buried between, you know, Amazon News and, you know, the World Street Journal and all the other things that are coming through. It's just white noise to them. So, of course, I'm trying, and I know you've done a great job at this, to try to train people that the app is where they go. The app is what they read. If they're going to read one thing, they got to take five minutes a day and look at it and read it and make sure the announcements and see what's going on and what weapons to bring to class and so on and so forth. It's trying to get everyone on the same page to communicate. Um, and uh, I may even write a letter, like then bullet point certain things they need to do when they go to the app so they can read it on paper and then understand the app more. I've even made the videos like you do where I screen capture the phone and take them through it and show them how to do it. And there are still people that are having a hard time booking their classes. Because, you know, in Spark where when people book a class, it sits on that front page. And that class, when it's over with, if they don't delete it out, it sits, it sits there. And they have to – they keep hitting that old used-up class trying to reserve the new class. I'm like, no, that's an old class. You have to go into the positive blue button at the bottom. So just to get people on the same page is hard. Um, and yeah. uh, that's the communication is the key. And, and that, again, goes back to, you know, the, the half versus the elf, right, the H-A-L-F versus the E-L-F, you know, you know, easy and lucrative. Our business is not easy and lucrative all the time, but um, we, have to, uh, we have to work to make it that way. So then our lives in the future become easier. Well, right, and it should be. Uh, you know, um, in as much as, uh, running a martial arts school is complicated. I think it's only as complicated as we decide to make it. Right. I, I, I mean, I really do. When when it's boiled down, you know, what is it that we 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 do? You know, we're we're, we're teaching kicking and punching, and I know we're teaching more than kicking and punching. Don't write me and tell me. Right. right? But we got into it because we're going to teach people how to defend themselves. Um, right, and 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 so there's like what three parts to our business: one, new people coming in; two, uh, you know, training the new people; and then three, right. getting them to upgrade and stay. I mean, yeah. that's really that's it's, it's simplistic as you want to make it. That's what our business is. Yeah. Um, and so, how do we make all three of those steps as easy as we possibly can? the most lucrative we possibly can, and the most fun that we possibly can. That's, yeah. that's all it's boiled down to. Really, it is. Yeah. And, and if somebody doesn't like you, then so be it. Like, I, that's where I'm at now. You know, if you don't like uh, the experience that you had here, and, and maybe their kid just didn't connect with it. They're like, no, nah, this isn't right. what I want to do. It has nothing to yeah. do with you has nothing to do with your abilities as a martial artist, your abilities as a communicator or a, or a, a character development coach or whatever, right? I mean, you, obviously you want to take in consideration if you have, you know, a 50% uh, 
or 60% or even, you know, 90% of the people that are doing trials with you not signing up, then you might have a problem. Right. You know, right. But right. there's just, there's a percentage of the population that are never, ever going to do martial arts. And I know this used to be the, 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 the term or the percentage. What was it? Like only 1% of people in the United States of America do martial arts. I don't even know if that's right. true. Right. But I think at one point that that's what was being touted. Um, and I, Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. There's only going to be a small, small, small percentage that are going to come to your school in your town. That's just the way it's going to be. Yeah, and and um, I think those percentages are way higher now because we kind of got in the vein, like people do karate, they do soccer. Like we're kind of getting up there. But with that same um, percentage growing, I don't know if we want to be put into the category that we're, uh, you know, in there with soccer, yeah. right? Like because we're a totally different game like you know some people don't understand it how lucky they are to be in a martial arts school because martial arts changes lives i've never heard like i became a corporate executive and a, and a mogul in business or music or whatever um because i played soccer when i was a kid like it just doesn't happen it just doesn't happen to be that spillover i don't care what you say i don't think running around it's a team sport which is great you learn how to compete which is great you work as a team which is great um, maybe it helps you build confidence, but it builds confidence within the soccer industry, not necessarily in the – because a soccer player may not have confidence on a, in a board meeting, may not have confidence doing an oral speech in school or being bullied in school. They're going to know how to kick a soccer ball around and compete in soccer, but martial arts spills out into all those categories, right? And I Agreed. think people don't realize that, so that's the interesting thing. But you know what's interesting, too, Dwayne, I find is that, um, you know, a lot of times with – with people, and we're talking about uh, fun, uh, I think that school owners got into it for a reason, and then they got involved in the business side, and they developed systems, and they start painting, it's almost like painting themselves into a corner where now they can't get out because they built, you know, an upgrade, a, a, a leadership team, a black belt club, you know, a storm team, and they have all these things that they now have to do on a regular basis that all of a sudden made their job a job again. And then, you know, back when I first started, man, my ultimate goal was to find people to train with that I could fight with and kick the crap out of or have them kick the crap out of me so I stayed on my game. And then when I taught kids, I taught them harshly and hardly, you know, to, uh, you know, really make sure that they were strong individuals. And that first core group of kids, man, I, I probably could have been the better teacher, um, but I was more hardcore and, you know, disciplinarian and I didn't take crap. Those kids still stay in touch with me. They're the only group of seven or eight or people from 30 years ago that still, they reach out to me on my birthday. They say hello to me on the holidays. They tell me things like, you know, hey, I'm a retired cop now. And without you, I probably would have been dead 10 times. You know, they remember because I didn't play games and I didn't coddle them or, you know, bow down to parents, you know, requests. I had a mom call me the other day. It was the most frustrating conversation. She's like, um, Gian, my, my daughter really, you know, I don't know if they, you know, they're learning self-defense. And I'm like, ma'am, that's all we do. But my husband thinks that we should put her in a self-defense school. I go, ma'am, if you know anything about our art, and by the way, her uncle, her, the kid's uncle trained with me back in the early days. So we're a self-defense-based school. She goes, yeah, but I asked her, I said, uh, what if someone pulls your hair? What will you do? And, and my daughter said she doesn't know. And she said, she's really not learning self-defense. So, Gian, when you see her, can you pull her hair and ask her if she could get out of it and then show her? I go, um, probably not. I probably won't be doing that. But I'm going to teach her self-defense like I always do. Because we're self like, But these are the conversations that 
that my, if it were my teacher, he would go, get the hell out of here now and leave. Don't come back, you know. Those days when you could get away with that was, you know, good. But I wonder if that's what made me happier. You know, having a school where I didn't have to deal with the baloney because, you know, right. because you wanted to be commercially viable. I think there's yep. a certain amount of people that could be the Cobra Kai school and still be filled, right, packed, because you're doing it the way you want to do it, and people buy into that, and they love it, that kind of mindset. Yeah, you know, I was going to go to uh, say that, that when you're implementing programs to keep things out, um, you, you need to take – take in consideration this word scalability. And so you, when you're creating the program, what does it do to your time? What does it do to your happiness? Um, and is, is, it, is it scalable? So you don't want to introduce, and you, we've all done this, but you don't want to introduce a program that, that, that not only gives you more work, but in the end is, is uh, worse for your business than it, than it would have been in the beginning if you, if you just would not have implemented it. And so you really want to forward think about the scalability of that program. So I'll give you a for instance. When I implemented our Storm Team, so we have a, our upgrade is leadership, okay? But leadership, leaders do not teach. So I know some schools call leadership their, their program where they have, you know, those kids come in or uh, adults come in and help teach. That is not ours. Uh, our next program after leadership is called Storm, Special Team of Role Models. That is our teachable one. Well, to make it uh, what I used to do and when I first did it, it was, you know, every single month, an hour every single month, I was uh, in there teaching them how to teach. Um, but it was whatever I wanted to teach at the time I wanted to teach it or whatever was happening out on the floor, I would then, you know, cover that issue in that class. Right. Well, what I decided to do was, uh, and this was prompted by uh, Master Kent, one of our uh, Master Belt instructors here. You know, he's like – you know, we teach everything else in a, in a structured curriculum. Why, why don't we do this? Why don't we have levels? Uh, I'm like, yeah, I've been wanting to do that for years, but I just never take it, took time yeah. to do it. So I decided to sit down and, and write it out, exactly what I wanted to have happen. And then right. I actually created a site that had tests. So I had, uh, I had I created videos, and then I had, um, in those videos, they had to learn how to physically do moves. So I'm literally teaching them how to teach um, you know, how to hold pads, how to, these different concepts in a video. This was before COVID, well before COVID. Right, you right, know, right. Doing video training with them. And then they had a written test that they had to do online. And I bought a, uh, a WordPress plugin that you can actually do tests and it grades them. And then it'll allow them to open up and go to the next level if they pass that test and not if they don't. Um, and so, I mean, there was a learning curve on how to do that technical aspect of it. But all that to say, now um, I spend literally zero time with those Storm Team members on a monthly basis because they're doing their videos, they're doing their tests, they do the, the written test online, then they come in and do a physical test in the school. It's a 15-minute test, and Mr. Bean is testing them. Wow. And he knows right where they're at because he has the curriculum. He goes, all right, teach me, teach me how you would teach X. Teach me how you would teach Y. Teach me how you would teach Z. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So when you're creating these programs, um, think about scalability to make it easy, lucrative, and fun. And, yes, it is a upgraded program, so it is 
It, I am making more money with that program. Uh, and then the other fun part about it too, and of course this didn't happen over COVID, is now rather than us meeting for an hour once a month, we are meeting for uh, uh, about uh, an hour and 20 minutes, an hour and a half every quarter. And that's when we do some team building exercises. We, uh, you know, we'll get together and uh, it's usually in the morning on a, on a, on a Sunday morning or Saturday morning. If not, we do it on a Friday night. Um, uh, so if it's a Friday night, I'll have pizza and we'll have pizza and then do team exercise yeah. stuff. Usually we'll do the team exercise first and do pizza. And then if it's a Saturday morning, just because sometimes that Friday night doesn't work for me and I'll switch to a Saturday morning, we'll do a, um, you know, donuts. Yeah. And then do our team building exercise. But I'm only spending awesome. an hour and a half with them four times a year. I love that. And, you know, uh, I have a friend, and he has a leadership team. His name is Adam McCauley. He's up in upstate New York or in upstate uh, in the uh, Catskills in that area. He does his leadership time once a month. And I had four. I just had a parent when I went and said, we're going to do two. They said, oh, and you're going to still charge 50 bucks. And I was thinking to myself, like, if I was a babysitter, I'd be getting 15 bucks an hour. Four times a month, I wasn't even getting $15 an hour for a babysitter. And I'm doing this for 50-plus years and teaching people, like, life lessons. And for that parent to say to me, wow, like, I can't believe, you know, it's only two times now. Going, like, wow, I'm going to teach your, your child how to do goal setting, time management, time slicing, public speaking, how to teach. And then eventually I'd probably hire them to run a party eventually teach for me in my school. All my leadership team kids have gone on to teach in roles until they went away to college. And right. So um, I asked myself, like, really, that's really what I'm valued at? Like a guy of myself, I'm only worth, you know, uh, I'm not even worth 25 bucks an hour, you know, like, for real? So, I mean, I again, I reevaluate and said, like, am I underselling it? Am I really not looking for the right people? Because they don't value what I do, and I'm okay with that. I'm not going to be mad anymore. I'm not going to get angry. I'm just going to say, okay, then that's your choice. If you don't see me as being valuable, then I'm going to, I'm going to just be okay with that. And I'm going to go with the people who see it as a value. So I know yeah, we're over I do, time. Uh, just, I was going to say real quickly with the, with the storm team members. Yes, they do come in at least once a week to help out with a class, but uh, sometimes too. Right. So I, I didn't say that, but yeah. they, they are in on hands-on training as well. That's awesome. And you know what? That's a lesson to them, right? If people think they're helping us, but reality is we're teaching them. And that's helping yeah. us what we're teaching them. So, Dwayne, this is a great call. I think next week we should go back to rules, like, you know, just to do our October or the week after when it's kind of close. And we can revisit it five years later um, and talk about rules to run a business. And, um, yeah, so uh, I had a good time being with you. I appreciate you and uh, all that you do and the time you dedicate to this show. And, and uh, I, I, I leave motivated all the time. So I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, I wanted to let everybody know, too, that uh, the other sponsor uh, uh, of the podcast not only is Spark and uh, Elite Hunter Media, but also Elite Insights. So uh, go to EliteInsights.com. Uh, uh, that is uh, Allie and his partner's website business. So if you, you answer all of your website questions, I know that there is a, a PDF download to make sure that you – on that site, there's a PDF download to make sure that you are doing all the things correctly on your website uh, um, and uh, so get, get, get that download if you would. And uh, lastly, do us a favor. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. You can go to schoolandertalk.com, and uh, on there is the ways to subscribe. So you can listen to us. And by the way, you know, I think I did – I, I think I 
I think we did something wrong in the beginning. We never even put martial arts in the name of the podcast. So when somebody types in martial arts, they, they don't usually, uh, like just from those keywords, they're not finding us because the actual name of the podcast is School Owner Talk. Uh, so if you're right. looking for the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, type in School Owner Talk uh, and uh, then we'll come up. So thanks again, Allie, and we'll uh, talk to everybody later. You guys, Dwayne, you have an amazing day. Okay, I'll talk to you soon.